0: The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Off The Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And of course, today is Pop Tuesday, where I go into all of the latest happenings in pop culture. But obviously, I will be touching on some late Bravo news because that's who I am. That I just can't help myself. Um, I hope everybody had a great weekend. I actually went to my first baby shower. One of my friends, she's my first friend who's had a baby. So cute, so nice. It was like Jane Austen themed. So it was like very Bridgerton. It was like so cute. There was like teacups and little saucers. I am a heathen and like clearly don't know anything. So there was like these three plates. So you obviously have like your dinner plate. Then you have like your salad plate. And then there was a little tiny plate with a cup on it. I, and they were all like stacked together, right? Like all cute. I was like, Oh, I just want like a small plate of food, whatever. So I just like take the cup off and I go to (laughs) go to put the little food. And my friend who was hosting, she was like, Sam, that's a saucer like for the cup. I was like, okay, excuse me. I know nothing, Um, but it was so cute. It was in Grand Rapids, which if obviously you're probably unfamiliar, but it's about two hours from Detroit and it's like the cutest city. So, I mean, I know this is not a pure Michigan commercial, but if anybody ever comes to Michigan, they should definitely hit up Grand Rapids, like Grand Haven area. It's like right on like Michigan. It's got a cool art scene. It's like really fun. Anyways, I just thought I would share that little tidbit about my life. I don't know why, but... (laughs) So I have to talk about this because I feel really guilty. I am like a huge musical lover. Like I love a musical. My family is like very musical. My mom sings all the time. So I sing all the time. Like I sing talk. It's really obnoxious. Anyway, I am so ashamed to admit this, but I've never watched the Tonys. And the Tonys were on this weekend and you guys like, I feel so out of the loop. Like every single headline was, this is what happened at the Tonys. This is who was there. This is what they were wearing. And I'm like, I feel like this is something that I should be like paying attention to, right? I mean, do people watch the Tonys? The people I follow on social media do. And it always makes me feel like, wow, I am like really behind the times here. Because people talk about it all the time. They're like, oh, it's a Tony Award winner. I'm like, I don't fully get what that is. I know that it's like Oscar vibes for musicals. I don't know. I, again, I don't know what it is, but lately I've been feeling so overwhelmed with the amount of things that are coming out on TV that like, we are being hit with like an insane lineup in October. I don't think you guys are fully processing that, but like, okay, but for Bravo, we have Potomac, Salt Lake City on the same night. It's a whammy. Then we have Vanderpump Rules. And then we have Beverly Hills. But also on Sunday Night's Coming is Succession, Secure on HBO. I mean, there's like a new scary show on Netflix right now, Midnight Mass, that I attempted to turn on last night very briefly. Because I was like, oh, this looks fun. And then I did Jump within the first 12 minutes. So I was like, okay, I'm just not in the headspace for this right now. I don't know. I just feel really, really overwhelmed by all of the television that's like happening. And everyone is watching Ted Lasso. I have yet to watch it. And it's not that I don't want to. It's just like, I get so overwhelmed by all of this that I end up just watching like reruns of like Real Houses of New York City. Or lately I have been rewatching Vanderpump Rules, which has been real journey because you look at things in such a different light now that because like you know where they all ended up as of this moment so to go back and watch you're just like oh I missed this aspect or this layer to this fight like it's really weird to watch Jax and Tom Sandoval be so close but then like you really start to see the cracks in that friendship way earlier I think than any of us really realized it's really I mean It's a lot to go back and watch. I don't know. I just, I'm ranting about this. I'm, I don't know. And then of course, like I have come around on Katie Maloney. I wrote about this for the dip. You know, it's my apology letter to Katie Maloney for feeling so strongly about her in the early seasons. Not even just the early ones. I mean, even up to her wedding, I was like, I hate her. Like I was so against Katie Maloney for so long. And now that I've grown, rewatched, digested things, you know, it's it's very different. I feel very differently now that I've done talking about that random little segment there. Meghan Markle and Harry Prince Harry, the Sussexes, they took New York City last week. And It's reported that they were filming for a documentary for Netflix. As I know, I believe that they have a deal with Netflix. I am not a thousand percent sure. Again, we play fast and loose with facts on this podcast, but that's what I've heard and I'm here for it. I want all of the Sussex content and I'm just gonna talk about this really briefly. The Daily Mail is a fucking monstrosity. Uh, Yes, I check it every single day. I am part of the problem. I know. But the coverage that they put out surrounding Megan in particular is so gross and like full of racist microaggressions. Like, also, they kind of talk about her in a way that's just like, why are you trying to spin this? Like, they try to take everything this woman does and make it into something. It's not. Okay. In my mind, she probably thought, you know, she lives in California. She's like, okay, I'm going to New York in the fall. It's going to be brisk. There's going to be a wind. Well, she came apparently the week it was like 80 degrees. So, but she was like dressed for fall. Like she is like so chic. It's sick. Her clothes are timeless. Her coats, her turtleneck sweater dresses, like The woman knows how to dress and she always has her hair like really chic, like in a low bun or like really, really pretty. Anyways, the Daily Mail found such an issue with the fact this woman was wearing coats. They put out headline after headline after headline last week, like Megan is wearing coats in the the sweltering heat. I'm like, will you just leave this woman alone? Like what has she ever done to you? Really, what has she done? And then of course, then they mocked like Harry's hairline because he, you know, he's not taking after William per se, like he doesn't have he hasn't lost that much hair, but he does have a little tiny bald spot on the back of his head, which is fine. You know, men bald, it's, you know, not abnormal. It did kind of make me laugh because so Megan and Harry were part of Time Magazine's like 100 Most Influential People, and they did a beautiful photo shoot for it. It was beautiful, but like also very edited, if that makes sense. Like it was heavily Photoshopped because they made Harry, hang on, my cat is scratching at her little scratching post. She is so obnoxious. Anyways, they made Harry look like he had a full head of hair. Barb. So sorry about that. So Megan and Harry's Time Magazine photo shoot was like heavily photoshopped to the point where they made Harry look like he had a full head of hair. I mean, they put some locks on this man. And I've seen so many hilarious memes about. So there's this one post where Megan is standing in the front, which is actually, it sends a very clear message like she is You know, front and center, which I like. I like that. I don't know why people say take such issue with this dynamic. Um, I think it's like really badass. And personally, I think Princess Diana would love her. That is like of much debate to a lot of people, but there's this photo of them where he's kind of standing behind her. And people were photoshopping it. Like it looked like how a hairdresser, like, stands behind you and like pulls your hair and is like, do you like these layers? Like, it's so funny. There's so many hilarious memes about it. I don't know. I just had to share. But I mean, I want their Netflix documentary. Personally, I really like that Harry goes on like, I know we don't like James Corden on this podcast because he's doing the most and he's so obnoxious. But I did really like their interview together. They were on like the top of that tourist bus back in the summer. Like, I like that they're doing these things and people are always like, well, they wanted to get out of the spotlight. I don't think they wanted to get out of the spotlight. I think they wanted to get out of Britain where she was being harassed and they weren't being supported by their family. Of course they wanted to get the fuck out. They would have probably said anything to anyone to leave. So people need to like take that with a grain of salt. And I, oh, this is another thing the Daily Mail does that drives me fucking nuts when it comes to Megan in particular, is they put price tags next to things that she's wearing that probably were gifts. Like that's what I'm so confused about. They're like, she's wearing a $48,000 pair of earrings. I'm like, she was part of the royal family. (laughs) I am pretty fucking sure that those were gifts. I don't think Meghan is shelling up 48 grand for a pair of fucking stud earrings. Also, they like do that with her clothes. Again, do you know how influencers get gifts all the time? What makes you think Meghan Markle is paying for fucking anything? You get what I'm saying? Like she has probably sent so much shit because they're like, please wear this. It will promote whatever, whatever. I don't understand where the confusion is with people with this. It's very weird. Nene Leak says it's getting weird. So let's get into couples, like who was with who, who was single, Who's ready to mingle. Let's talk about it. This one I f- have found fascinating because it has been flying so under the radar for months. And I've been keeping an eye on the headlines because... Ew, I sounded like such a loser. I've been keeping the eye on the headlines. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't even know anymore. Uh, why do I sound like that? Like, that's so embarrassing. But so there have been rumors that Angelina Jolie and The Weeknd have been dating. The first sighting or little swirl about this has was back in like June, and there are just like some light swirling of the rumors, like nothing too heavy, not full blown rumors. But over the weekend, they were seen dining in a private section at an Italian restaurant in LA and then seen leaving in a car together. So that feels romantic. And that is a couple that I would be so intrigued by. Like, what do they talk about? Like, did she watch a Super Bowl performance and think that is my man? You know what I mean? Are they working on projects together? I just need to know. I find Angelina Jolie to be very, very fascinating. I get that people are like team Jennifer Aniston. I am team everyone in that situation because I feel like it was a very complicated union with her and Brad. And then of course with Jen, you know, I will never forget. And I don't think people should forget that Brad Pitt did an interview after the whole thing happened years later. And he said that he was incredibly unhappy and bored in his marriage. And I don't think that's talked about enough. And I'm not saying it's Jennifer Aniston's fault. I just think that her and Brad just like, maybe it was the right person, wrong time. You get what I'm saying? Because if you've watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know that that chemistry is like undeniable. unfreaking deniable And of course, they're going through like their divorce. You know, Brad has come out and said that he struggles with alcohol. So that we know to be true because she did talk about that. In their divorce she was like he is an alcoholic um her son had like testified against him in the divorce proceedings because there was allegedly a scuffle of some kind on a private plane between him and her older son maddox which is very sad you know i just want nothing but the best for everybody involved in this situation lena dunham problematic girls writer one of the best shows it was so good you guys back when it was good it was good like before things with her got real weird Um, She got married over the weekend to Luis Felber. He's a musician um, based in London. They've been dating a little less than a year. uh, So congrats to her. Elon Musk and singer Grimes broke up. Um, (sighs) This couple right here. They're the weirdest couple on the planet. Okay, I I reference this movie all the time because it's one of my favorites. It's Barb and Star take Vista Del Mar. (laughs) Grimes reminds me of, like, the evil woman in that movie. Like, she's so strange. And Elon Musk is bizarre. Like, you guys, he, like, they are an evil sci-fi couple. They look like they were made in a lab. Like, they don't feel of this planet. So I'm not shocked they're separated, but also a little bit because it's kind of like Kim and Kanye where it's like, I just feel like you two are just like so good together because no one else will be on your level of like, like with Kim and Kanye of like narcissism. But then like with Grimes and Elon, it's like, just, I mean, they named their baby, like essentially, you know, when you have to create a password and your computer is like suggested password and it's like capital I G seven, three, four, eight, like that's the name of their child. And she also just came out and said that her baby doesn't call her mom, but he calls her Claire and she's fine with that because she doesn't like the word mother. I don't think her baby is that old where he's even speaking. So that feels strange. Uh, again, they're just a strange little couple. This is a kind of random, but Jason Derulo and his girlfriend, Jenna Frooms, I believe is her last name, Froomez, Frooms, Froom, Frum Frooms. They broke up after they just had a baby like several months ago. But what I find very odd about this is literally... Two weeks ago, she posted on Instagram, quote, happiest next to you on her Instagram caption with a photo of them. And then again, two weeks before that, she posted love is in the air. Love is not in the air, Jenna. Love is not in the air. There's no love. I mean, they broke up and it just proves, it goes to show you that Instagram is full of lies, full of lies because they were probably having issues. And this is why I am always very leery of couples that post, like, lovey-dovey stuff all the time on their Instagram. Like, what are you projecting this for? It doesn't make sense. Because to say that you're, like, happiest next to someone and you break up the next week, hmm, something feels strange there. You get what I'm saying? It's just very, um, doth protest too much. It's kind of like when couples... From high school, post on their Facebook or whatever, and they're like, We've had so many ups and downs and such bad times. I'm like, Why are you posting that? Like, that is weird. That's not something to brag about. I get that relationships aren't easy, but like to go on and on about these bad times that you just endured together is just very bizarre because I don't, I mean, I'm not a relationship expert, clearly, uh, but that just feels odd. And also, you know, those memes. Where they're like, it's that one couple on Instagram that you've never spoken to, but you're so invested in their relationship for some reason. And then just one day, all of their pictures vanish. And you're like, I need to know what happened. Why are Casey and Rob broken up? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's so interesting to me. This happened to me. I dated someone for three and a half years on Instagram. Was like, not doing the most, but... I was posting some questionable shit, okay? Know thyself, you guys. Like, I am dragging myself. You live and you learn. But I would post, like, some mushy shit about my boyfriend. We were not happy. (laughs) Like, no. We were not happy. So then when we broke up and I deleted all the photos, I had, like, people reach out to me and they're like, oh my god, you guys broke up. I'm like, yeah they're like are you okay like it's just funny how we get invested in these in people's lives that like we don't even talk to every day you you know what I mean like you might know someone from like an old job that you worked at and you know you saw her and her husband get married and then all of a sudden like she's posting sad quotes and you're like oh what's going on there But yeah, I mean, I love that I just dragged myself. Now I did learn my lesson, I do not do that. I also have learned the art of the subtle, the soft launch of your boyfriend on Instagram. It's like when you are just starting to date someone and like you want to slowly introduce them on social media and you like take pictures of them at dinner, but not of them, like of their wrist, like with their watch and they're grabbing like a glass of wine or like whatever. That's called a soft launch. I personally earlier this summer was completely mortified um, and humbled by the fact that I posted the guy that I was dating and two weeks later uh, he broke up with me. So that I definitely learned a lesson there as well you know life is all about learning and growing you guys it really is it, it's a very embarrassing experience but oh, you know you've lived and you learn obviously we have to talk about Amanda Batula and Kyle Cook of Summerhouse. They got married over the weekend and I was like fully invested in this wedding. I had alerts on for every single person that could have been in attendance. Okay. I believe they got married in her parents' backyard. Beautiful, gorgeous yard. I mean, there were pictures of people in front of like the house. And I was like, this is stunning. Like, okay, Amanda. Yeah. Beautiful. It was like, there was a massive tent. It was outdoors, perfect weather. I'm so glad that they got this great weather because they've been through it. This couple has been through it. And I find it so fascinating that even though Kyle, my God, Barbara, Kyle has, you know, made some mistakes, we don't look at them the same way we look at Jackson and Britney. I find that to be something so fascinating that we need to like take time to unpack because why is that? And personally, and I've said this a million times and I'll say it again, the Vanderpump Rules people, the OGs, so not the current cast, I'm not gonna speak on them because I don't know their new dynamic, but OG days, Versus summer house, the summer house crew aren't bad people. You get what I'm saying? They make mistakes. They, you know, have outbursts. They fight, but at the end of the day, they're not bad. They're not stealing sunglasses. They're not, you know, cheating on their girlfriends next to old women. I mean, they're not dumping beers on their girlfriend's heads. Like, they're not bad. There's so many differences between Jackson and Kyle. I mean, I don't even know. Kyle felt like remorse. Kyle felt terrible. And Kyle owned up to it. He admitted it. He, of course, was like, I don't really remember. (sighs) Which is just a sigh, but it is what it is. It was years ago. We gotta move on. They also just seem to like really have this like respect and love for each other that I appreciate. I mean, I was never a huge Kyle fan, but I was always team Amanda in every single instance team Amanda till I die. I think she is beautiful, smart, creative. I just love her. I really do. Like I did an interview with her. It's up on the dip back in April. And I mean, we talked for literally an hour and it was like talking to a friend. She was just like so natural, so chill. She's just so sweet and I just really just want the best for her. So I was so excited to see like her wedding dress. It was gorgeous. She got it at, I believe it's pronounced Amsala, which is actually where Bethany got her wedding dress uh, when she married Jason Hoppy, And it's the same place that Tinsley Mortimer cried over her fertilized eggs with uh, her mother, Dale. I believe they're actually unfertilized eggs. Listen, I'm not a doctor. She cried over some eggs. Yeah, so we like that she kept it in the Bravo family and she looked like herself. I love when brides like look like themselves when they get married. Like they're not like completely this different person. She kept it very natural. Paige was a bridesmaid. Carl, guys, Carl Radke looked so good. I was a thirst monster for this man over the weekend. Like he was posting on Instagram and I was not even being shy about it. I was like, you, my, my kind sir are stunning. And then Luke posted a photo of them together. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. That is a good looking couple of friends right there. Like it's just a good looking group. Uh, Lindsay was also there. Oh, really quick. Carl actually, uh, officiated the wedding, which I thought was so cute because people were posting on Instagram, like, Oh, Carl did a great job. And I'm like, what the to Carl, do you just walked down the aisle? <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? But it turns out he officiated the wedding. Lindsay was there, um, the new, one of the new cast members, Andrea, I believe is his name. Uh, Denver was there from Winterhouse. House. I didn't really see anybody else from Winter House that was there, which is very telling, if you know what I'm saying, like, why weren't they there? Uh, Danielle was there with King Robert. As, as you guys know, I call him King Robert because I just think he is a lovely man. Um, He cut his hair, looks great. Danielle looked stunning as usual. Austin Kroll was there, Southern Charm. Of course he had to make his fucking debut, this fucking wedding with his little flower tie, but whatever, I figured he would be there. But really the biggest news is that Paige and Craig, I believe became Instagram official. We have been talking about this couple for weeks, months. We've been talking about them. We've been speculating, Demois has been posting. Like secret little creeper pics of them, people take on the street, the whole thing. And wow, I mean, when she posted them on her Instagram story, I was like, Paige, this is a really big deal. I literally messaged her and I was like, front page news bitch, this is serious. I gotta say, they look really cute together. There's a lot of speculation about uh, if Paige got a boob job. I have no idea. I mean, I get what they're seeing, but like, I don't know. Also, this was very odd to me. I got so many messages about people asking me if Hannah was there, why Hannah wasn't there. Did you guys like not watch last season? Why would Hannah be there? Hannah and Amanda are not friends. Kyle and Hannah like literally hate each other. Like, Why would she be in attendance? That's silly. So silly, you guys. Really quick before we take a break, apparently, one of the fights in The Ultimate Girls Trip 2.0, which as you guys know, features like Jill Zarin, Dorinda, Medley, Taylor Armstrong, Brandy Glanville, like that whole crew. Apparently there's an argument between Dorinda and Vicky Gunvalson over vaccines. Now, <laughs> okay. The fact Vicky thinks that she can like have an argument with Dorinda about this, Dorinda will literally obliterate her. Because... Vicky thinks she's like the OG, which I get on some level. She is, but she's also like she's not used to standing up to someone who's like a worthy opponent. Like Dorinda will literally shank you. And also, Vicky, I believe, allegedly covering all my bases here, had COVID. Um, I believe she calls it as the unknown cold she had. Either way, I'm here for it all. I believe this airs in spring of 2022, which is. It sounds like that's really far away because you're like 2022. That's in like seven years. No, it's literally in six months. That's a quick little rundown. I will, of course, come back after the break. I do want to talk Potomac and Salt Lake City really quick. Uh, So we'll take a break and get right back. let's be honest ratings and reviews are so important especially when you're in need of a doctor you wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star so why go through all of that with a healthcare provider and after the last year now is the time to prioritize your health whether you need a primary care physician a dentist dermatologist psychiatrist eye doctor or other specialist, zocdoc has you covered just download the free zocdoc app the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash H-O-T-M. We are back. I just want to talk about Potomac and Salt Lake City. I know I said this is a Pop Culture Tuesday podcast, but I just can't help myself. When you have two of the best shows on on a Sunday night, like, we have to talk about them. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac gave us probably the funniest episode I have seen in a long time. Okay, a long time. The shady editors, like, they were doing the most this episode, and I loved it. Like, well, first, okay, let's just start really quickly Karen getting her her vaccine and coming to this party, she was so hilarious. She was like, listen, I got the vaccine. I feel kind of funky. I don't know what's going on. And they kept like doing this like hallucination thing with her and like throughout the episode. And what I loved is that majority of the episode did take place in a group setting. I like needed these women to come back together. I love group events. I love dinners. I love any chance we get everybody together on a couch or two. I feel like, again, this is like very Dorit style seating because I swear to God, there was seven couches under this little tent. It was unreal. But really quick, who is this woman calling Mr. Huger? Who is this woman calling Raymond? Uh, saying, hi, handsome. Who is that? Because he was like, oh, I don't know. It's like a telemarketer. I'm like, is it Jen Shaw? Like running the telemarketing scheme, sending old men photos of young women. <laughs> like, I don't, like, what is happening? What is happening? So that was so funny. This three-wick, one-wick situation, you guys, it makes me laugh so hard because it is so petty and yet so funny to me. Because Karen, any chance she gets, will be like, mine is a three-wick, hers is a one-wick. You know what I mean? So, so funny, like she's doing the damn thing. At first I was like, oh, Karen's being really shady about Wendy and this candle. Like, did she really have a candle line like in the works? It's clear she did. So I don't fault her for not talking to Wendy about it, whatever, it's fine. I know Wendy will probably have take issue with it. So Giselle is throwing this reasonably shady party with Robin. To launch their podcast called Reasonably Shady because Robin is the reasonable one. Giselle is the shady one. I think it's a cute name. I don't know if I love this idea that these two women are going to be in business together. I feel like that's just a very dangerous place for them in a friendship. I do think that they have a good solid friendship, but also like getting into business with someone like Giselle. I don't know, that'd be tough because they have such different personalities, like to the point where it's hard to reason with someone like Giselle at times, but Robin does seem to have like a hold on her that no one else does. Like Robin is probably the only person that can get Giselle to like genuinely apologize to her because remember like season four when Giselle came in like guns blazing to Robin's open house event? Robin was like, what the fuck was that? Like, I would never come into your event and do that to you ever. And Giselle was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, she was genuinely apologetic, which is very rare for Giselle. Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't talked about this. So Mia has this little ice cream social moment with her kids and her husband and her mom comes. And she makes it sound like her mom is like not involved in her life. And there's something about having these tough conversations with your mother in front of your children that I just don't think is like that appropriate. I gotta be honest. Like, why are you bringing your mom on camera to like literally just make her feel bad? And I have this theory that I do think Mia loves her mom, of course, but there is a lot of history there between them and a lot of resentment. And a part of me thinks, now we're all human. So this is like, you know, humans doing what we do. Mia, I think it's kind of punishing her mom a little bit. That's just my truth. I really think that. I think she's probably like, I have a little bit of resentment and I want to hurt you a little bit. And I don't think it's right, but I do on some level get it. Like, I don't think we should be doing that. I don't think we should be bringing our moms on television to talk about their past, like addiction issues, like putting them on blast like that. Like, It just felt weird. And also I found it odd because she's like, she's not involved in my kid's life. Her kids like ran up to her, up to the grandma. So I was like, oh, they feel close. And also why did you ask your mom to nanny for you? Like you have money, pay a nanny. Why is that weird that she didn't want to do it? She's probably like, I don't want to raise kids. (laughs) I'm good. And she does live with Mia's sister, which Mia did talk about that it bothers her. Cause she's like, why are they so codependent on each other? Like, why do you have to check with my sister if you can come and hang out with me? And that I totally get, that's weird. That's very, very strange. But I don't think that that's a conversation that needed to be had over, you know, banana splits with your kids present. That just felt weird to me, I don't know. But anyways, so they go, uh, we're gonna go back to Giselle's event cause that's where really everything took place. <laughs> These women showing up to Giselle's house, which is like under construction. And I'm not talking like like we're throwing up some backsplash. There is a literal like construction crew at the house. Like, and they're working. They are nailing things, hammering, like drilling. They are the one guy. They kept the carry men kept showing this white truck like running over this two by four and it kept like lifting up. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is so chaotic. And Giselle also just like took this house, which I don't think even was an ugly house to begin with. It just needed some love. And she fucking ruined it. Like I'm disgusted with that addition. That siding makes my stomach churn. To take this beautiful brick house and like throw on this whack ass addition. I don't get it. I don't know like what we're doing here. I do think the front entryway will look nice because she wants it to be grand and like have a chandelier, do the whole thing. But I'm like, oh my God, Giselle. It's stressful. It was stressful and the idea that this woman is having a party, not in her backyard, not in her backyard, not even her front yard, in the side of her driveway. With this working crew, like they, they could have taken the day off, I feel like, because it was so distracting. They have these cute paddles that say, you know, Giselle brings these cute paddles that say reasonably and shady. They're playing a game that is literally the shadiest game of all time. It's like very direct, specific questions in at like each of the the women. It's so fucked up. That's so Giselle. And Ashley comes without the babies, which I'm happy about that. Like, I know that she just had a baby, but like, I want just Ashley. I want Ashley to have some Corona lights and let loose. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Karen is there post vaccine, losing her mind. Uh, Mia comes, Uh, Ascale comes. She comes, I love her so much. And I think she actually gels with the group better than Mia does, if we're being honest. It feels like more organic. Like there's something more real there. Candace comes late, but Candace looked so cute in her little jeans and her little top. I was like, okay, Candace. I mean, watching Candace walk down that driveway to get to this tent was some of the funniest, like, editing I've ever seen because they made it look like she was literally walking through, like, a haunted, like, a haunted trail. It was so fucking hilarious. And I don't know, that whole episode, even though it was so shady and there was so much, like, dirt being thrown at everybody, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. (laughs) Like I was giggling, I was like, I'm having fun. I was in it and it felt good, it felt so good. I like needed that, I needed that little pick me up. It really set the tone for my week, you guys. I gotta say, I'm like so happy, I'm literally smiling. I'm smiling like a damn fool thinking about this. Now, Candace did say a yo mama joke and people are taking it very seriously. Listen, I don't think we need to be talking about mothers, but when it's a yo mama thing, like a yo mama does this, like it's a joke. That's very childish. It's very like playground. I don't get why everyone's taking it so seriously. And her and Ascale both took to Twitter and were like, we didn't know about Mia's mom. Like they weren't privy to this information ahead of time. Like Ascale said, she's like, I just found out about the relationship between Mia's mom because I'd watched the show. I like, how am I supposed to know that her mom and, her had these issues so I mean come on I think we all like this is my issue with some people is we're all just waiting for Candace to fuck up and this isn't just with Candace I'm talking with housewives in general that people just don't like whoever you don't like you're kind of like waiting with bated breath like oh my god like what are they gonna say what are they gonna do and you think you take everything with the worst intention and I just don't think that that's what needs to be had I Think I don't think that that's fun, uh, so she makes a Yo Mama joke. It's like, okay, Candice, like, what are we even doing here? She's like, Yo Mama is low budget, <sighs> because Mia did say that Candice's music video was low budget. So there's a whole lot of that mess going on. Wendy, of course, I'm Wendy stands up for herself in such an amazing way against Robin and Giselle's insanity. Like she pokes holes in their story of what happened. Because she's like, that, like, what you think happened is not how I received it. And what I received it is my reality. So shut the fuck up about it. But also, I love this shade a little bit that Wendy was like, okay, we're going on a couple's trip. And, like, the cameras, like, turn right towards Giselle and Robin. Like, so good. So classic Housewives shade. Next week, they're going to the East Coast, the Eastern Coast, where we get the infamous... Uh, baby spinach throwing uh, scene between Candace and Mia. So that will be fun. And I'm excited to see this G character, Mia's husband. He seems, seems kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I love that in a house husband, to be honest. I love it. It gives us something to watch. Because, I mean, we have watched the men of New Jersey run a fucking muck up that up and down that Eastern Shore. Okay? <laughs> Literally. So I think we can handle G being a little, little nuts. Um, okay, and then really quick, I do just want to talk about Salt Lake City. I personally... I like Salt Lake City. Again, I don't think it's as great as everybody is like making it out to be. I think it's just something different and we're all just like eating it up, which is fine, which is great. I enjoy it, but I have a confession. I love Jen Shaw, you guys. I do. I love that little woman. She is insane. She is like a character, like of herself and I just find it so fascinating to watch because it's rooted in like such narcissism and delusion that I just can't get enough I'm sure I will I mean you guys my opinions on here change week to week like next week I could be like fuck Jen Shaw who knows but she makes me laugh her and Lisa make me laugh together also we have to talk about this Jen makes a lot of jail jokes Makes a lot of stealing identity jokes, which I've never made. I've never made a stealing identity joke in my life. So it just feels odd for someone who's potentially going to jail to make over stealing people's identities and like selling their information. Like that feels funny to me because it's like, did she know that she that this was going to happen? She had to know she had to have some idea, right? That's just my thought. And I bet she's, like, producing. She's, like, producing behind the scenes. She's like, I'm going to make these jokes because people are going to eat it up and they're going to be like, oh, my God. I know that we love to laugh about Mary Cosby, and I get it. I find Mary Cosby to be quite the character. But there's a darkness there. There's a darkness because that that little outing with her son, like, that made me kind of uncomfortable to watch. Like, the way she like wants him to go in the army and she like wants him out of the house and she was controlling the way he was eating his grilled cheese. I was like, let this boy fucking eat his cheese. It's stringy. It's cheese, Mary. She just kind of makes me uncomfortable. It's, it's not Kim Richard's territory where like, I don't think sometimes Kim Richard's is that funny because it's, it's like, there's such an underbelly of like, like darkness with Mary, it's kind of getting that way for me. Like it's kind of now getting a little weird. I do like her testimonials. I think they're really funny when the producers ask if Meredith had good style. She was like, why are you asking me about this? You know, it made me giggle a little bit because she's also, she also looks crazy. She's got this like houndstooth bucket hat on pearls for days, like this black jacket. She looks, she looks, she looks fucking nuts, but You know, that's why we watch. And so Jen invites these women ice fishing. When I tell you I could watch these women run back and forth from hole to hole on the ice, like literally screaming about trout, I was living for this. Because Lisa seems so, in her testimonial, she goes, I don't know anything about fish or fishing. Like, it's not my thing. I go to Del Taco. (laughs) Like, I love the fish tacos from there. Like, so funny. She was really into it. For someone that's not that into fishing or sports, it seems she was like really, you know, she was showing Meredith how it works. And she was like, and then you lift this up and then you, you reel it in. And I was like, get after it girl. Oh, I also really love Jen's impression of Meredith. I found it really spot on actually. It was very much like a Kyle Richards impersonation. Like where you're like, damn, you're kind of good at this. And Meredith loses it, obviously. She loses it so much that when her head bobs, her sunglasses fly off. I loved every second of it. I love watching Meredith engage and lose her fucking mind. I love to watch it. Do I necessarily agree to the fullest extent that she should be getting this upset? No. But I bet Jen is very frustrating to deal with. <laughs> She's not easy. She's not easy. Really quick too, before I you know, wrap this up. I said this last week, Jenny came on to divorce her husband, right? Like that's pretty much... With the message that I'm receiving. Because the first time we ever met her, she called him ugly. And he just seems to be incredibly insensitive towards her. And I mean, he is asking this woman on camera for more children. And she opens up in her confessional that she's had nine miscarriages and three C-sections. And you have the fucking audacity to try to make her feel bad and tell her you want more kids? She's like, what the fuck? Guys, they're not gonna make it. (laughs) This is not a Lisa Barlow and her husband situation where like I think they're gonna be in it for the long haul. There's some stuff there and I can't wait to like really get into it with her and unpack and figure out their dynamic, more of it. Because she's like, why are you bringing this up? We just had a really good day with the kids. We did our little science project. Chris Lewis, friend of the pod, (laughs) tweeted me last night, or tweeted, he texted me. And he was like, why do all of her kids have like Disney names, like Triton? I was like, that's a great question. And I think her other, isn't his name Astro? I don't know. I found it very, it was a very funny text. Yeah, so those are really all my thoughts on Potomac and Salt Lake City. Of course, there will be a new episode of, of Hot Off The Mess coming Friday, obviously all dedicated to Bravo and the news surrounding it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I remember we have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Of course, Bravo Friday. And this is a podcast brought to you by The Dip. So for 20% off at thedip.com, use code H-O-T-M. That is H-O-T-M. And again, I am a words of affirmation person. So if you could rate, review, and subscribe, Also, check out the other amazing podcasts brought to you by The Dip. There's TV Watcher Pete. there's Pop Chaser, uh, Slut Pig Podcast, but now we said it. I mean, there's so many amazing podcasts. We just launched a new one last week called Morgan's Pop Talks. Uh, She's so funny. She's also on TikTok. She's she's great. Uh, So go check those all out and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. Offer deadline on Oak Street, aisle 3. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee, and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. Nah, I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. cadre 15 219 3